Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tallahassee Tuesday, presented by Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian Podcast. I'm Nick D'Alessandro. Today is Tuesday, March 5th, 2019, which means that it is the very first day of the legislative session for Florida's legislature. It will last for the next 60 days and will end Friday, May 3rd, unless an extension is added for whatever reason. That means it's going to be two months of updates as our newly elected state senators and state representatives will get to work on hopefully improving life here in the Sunshine State. This episode, however, was written and edited yesterday on March 4th, which means that all of the legislative updates that you're looking for will be coming next week on March 19th, 2019. The governor, however, has had a very busy few weeks wading back into controversial waters after having a relatively controversy-free two months. Last Tuesday, Governor Ron DeSantis put his weight behind the immigration conversation, requesting that local and state law enforcement agencies work fully in cooperation with Immigration and Custom Enforcement, or ICE. He also requested that the legislature pass a Senate bill from Republican Joe Gruters. Gruters is the head of Florida's Republican Party and also served the 2016 Trump campaign as their Florida chairman. The bill introduced by Gruters would ban sanctuary cities and sanctuary policies in the state. We discussed this way back in our second episode, but sanctuary cities are an increasingly vague term, one that has no set definition and is basically non-existent in Florida. Florida has absolutely zero sanctuary cities and not even any that have any sanctuary policies. In its most simplified terms, in a sanctuary city, if someone is arrested and they are found to be an undocumented citizen, they are charged with the thing that they were arrested for and not for being here illegally. Some places in the country, including Orlando, have rules that prevent police from even asking someone's legal status in relation to crimes or if they are a criminal witness. This is a means to cut down on profiling. DeSantis has been talking about immigration since the campaign when he was actively using it as a point against his opponent, Andrew Gillum. Andrew Gillum had rallied hard against ICE, saying that the current version of ICE needed to be abolished. With immigration sitting as a focal point of the national conversation, both men went to the extremes on the topic. Now, as governor, DeSantis is moving towards implementing stringent rules on the issue, going as far as vouching for a highly controversial federal program. It's called the 287G Agreement, and it allows local officers to, quote, detain and investigate people who they believe have violated federal immigration laws on behalf of the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, end quote. This is only implemented in five counties in our state, which are Hernando, Clay, Collier, Pasco, and Jacksonville. DeSantis considers this to be a common sense action. More on that as the Sanctuary City Bill moves forward in the legislature in the coming months. Years ago, Florida was home to lots of industry related to film and television production. However, tax incentives drew the industry north to Georgia, specifically the greater Atlanta area, and the film industry dwindled, nearly dying in Florida. However, two Senate bills look to reignite the industry in our state. One known as SB 526, sponsored by Republican senators, would give grants to production companies that had at least 60% of their crew made up of Florida residents. They would also have to schedule at least 70% of their total filming days in Florida. The other is SB 1394, filed by Democrat Victor Torres. The main difference here is that, for the first two years, they would only require 50% of the crew to be Florida residents. After two years, that percentage would be 60. The other main difference is the amount of money that producers would get back. The Republican bill would get back producers, at max, $2 million. The Democrat bill would cap at $8 million. Most states use the term incentive when referring to how they'll pay production companies, but Florida is using the term grant, as the production being done here will be specifically chosen by different groups depending on the bill. 
Many are backing the Republican bill, saying that it is the most, quote, fiscally responsible, end quote. Both bills, however, do not have any House bills to support them, which are needed to pass. The session is still young, but the movement is very popular across the state, saying that money brought in would not only boost a new industry in the state, but would also bolster our main tourism industry. The night of this recording is a big one in Tallahassee, as it is the night before the legislature gathers. This means various lobbying and fundraising groups will flock to the Capitol in order to put their money toward their own special interests. It happens every year on the night before a legislative session begins, as no donations can be made during the 60-day period. Lobbying and donations can and often do influence a legislator's moves in the coming weeks, and certain groups have put lots of money into this process. Orlando Sentinel's reporter Gray Rohrer compiled a list of some of the biggest, including Disney, Universal, Duke Energy, three different tobacco companies, and, of course, Big Sugar. We'll be keeping an eye on them, for sure. Our last topic isn't directly related to Tallahassee, but more Florida and even the country in general. A few days ago this past Saturday, out at Kennedy Space Center on Merritt Island, at 2.49 a.m., the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket ignited and blasted into the sky. Attached was a Dragon spacecraft, and strapped inside was an unlikely astronaut, a robot named Ripley, an homage to the main character of my personal favorite horror film, Alien. Ripley was fitted with technology to check the quality of the flight for future potential astronauts. This is because the Dragon spacecraft isn't just any spacecraft. It may be the next one to carry humans to space. The International Space Station in orbit is occupied by astronauts, but American astronauts have to go with Russia currently up to ISS. The Dragon may be able to bring Americans back up to space right here from Florida's east coast. This Sunday, the Dragon capsule successfully docked with the ISS, and the astronauts up there visited with Ripley. For the first time in almost a decade, it's starting to look like Florida will be America's tether to space yet again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tallahassee Tuesday presented by Wait 5 Minutes, the Floridian podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy, please consider leaving a review, a comment, or a rating below. You can reach me on Instagram at Wait 5 Minutes Podcast, on Twitter at Wait 5 Minutes, or by email at Wait 5 Minutes Podcast at gmail.com. All the music is from Lobo Loco and their titles are in the description below, along with all the sources used in the research. A new regular episode of this show will drop Friday, March 8th, and it is one that I'm very, very excited about. I had the honor of speaking with State Representative Anna Escamani, who serves House District 47 right here in Orlando. She is a nationally recognized activist and the first Iranian-American to serve in the Florida legislature. She's also an Orlando native, just like me. Our whole conversation will be in a special episode this upcoming Friday, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Until then, I'm Nick D'Alessandro. I hope you have a wonderful week.